0: Every other Tuesday, we hear at Mixmag, uh, plus a rotating cast of guest musicians, artists, and pop culture aficionados we talk about how music affects every part of our daily lives from personal to the political. We want to leave room here for exploring like a range of reactions and opinions on every bit of our ever-expanding musical landscape, so we're going to talk about indie darlings and mainstream pantheons, genres that we've heard of and genres that we want to learn more about, all in one place and put you on to new music. Don't worry, you don't got to take any notes because we made you mix it. Hey guys, I'm Tayo. How are you doing today, Joanna?
1: I am good, and I am super excited to introduce our guest for today, Carolina Merkins, the
2: editor-in-chief of Mixed Mag. Carolina Merkins, my sister. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm super pumped to be featured, to be on here. Um, I am, as Joanna said, the editor-in-chief, one of the co-founders of MixMag. Um, I'm a writer a new mom, a musician, and I am Brazilian, as is Joanna, so really excited to talk about Brazilian music today with you guys.
1: Yeah, so on that, our topic today is saudade, and that is a very prominent Brazilian word, and it is reflected in a lot of Brazilian music, and today we're going to take you across you know, across different time periods, across different decades, looking at the word saudade and how that lives in Brazilian music.
0: But before we get into all that, because I'm in this episode, I'm kind of going to be the guy who doesn't know anything about the genre because I like, you know, I live in the lo-fi hip hop. So I've that's the type of bossa nova that I've heard. Um, I obviously as like a person who plays guitar and, and makes music, um, And it makes a lot of jazz music. I have a lot of respect for Bossa Nova, but I'm not like steeped in the culture. So I listened to the mixtape that we have for everyone this week that sort of covers the songs that we're going to be talking about. And that was my introduction. That's my education in the Bossa Nova. So the first thing I'm wondering, the first thing I was wondering when I looked at the playlist was what is Saudade?
2: So sadaji is a beautiful word. It doesn't have a direct translation to English, but the closest I would say is like a feeling of longing, melancholy, nostalgia, really missing a time, a place, a person that can't really be replicated. So it's very sweet, it's sad. Um, it's bittersweet. I think it's the most bittersweet word I can, I can think of.
1: And something that I'm really excited to show everyone in this podcast is show how saudade really lives in so many different parts of our lives and in so many different ways. And it can be, and saudade in that way that it's missing someone, missing a place, missing a sound, missing a taste, you know, like it also is very prevalent in Brazilian music and Brazilian life and culture because it's such a sensual and beautiful culture. So I'm quite excited.
2: Uh, I don't know about you guys, but let's start out. Let's start out. Something I'll also add is like saudade, When you feel it, it brings you back, and I think that's what music does to all of us. At least to me, it. You know, as someone who spent summers in Brazil, um, it's just a unique place, but. Anywhere can ev- evoke saudaji. it's like when you hear a sound when you smell something, when you remember someone's laugh, you're just transported back, and it's like a- this sadness knowing you'll never experience that moment again, but happy that it happened to you, kind of like love
0: and I think and I think like when we have music that helps us access that, that's so beautiful that someone else was able to capture like that intimate feeling,
1: oh music. Music, okay. music, you crazy girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, we are going to start out back in the 1930s with the song called Cariñozu and by Pishiginya. And this is a shorinyu. And Carolina, would you can you give us a little bit of a description of what a
2: shorinyu means? Absolutely. Um, So Chorinho means little cry in Portuguese. And it's an instrumental, usually instrumental style of music that kind of draws on European influences like the polka, mazurka, a lot of counterpoint, um, syncopation with more Brazilian uh, rhythms, Um, I would say kind of like that Afro-Indigenous culture that's in Brazil. So it's really a mix of a lot of things uh the wikipedia page here says that its stylistic origins are the polka mazurka shot shotish, i guess it's Scottish, waltz habanera, lundu and batuki and batuki is i think it's this kind of like rhythmic um african derived like rhythmic style of music that then just transformed into different brazilian styles and i'll also say that shoru is one of the foundational It's one of the foundational genres of all Brazilian music. So, when you say bossa nova, probably like the most known Brazilian genre, that when we think of Brazilian music, we think of bossa nova. A lot of that comes from Shoto, and I wonder if you guys have been able to tell um, how this genre then led to the other one. So, here is Cani
1: Rosu by Pichinginha.
2: about the song and why joanna and i chose it um our grandparents um, our mother's parents who were from brazil this was their song and our grandmother would sing this to us when we were little and i didn't really understand like why it was so important to them until when my grandfather passed away like a few years ago this was the song that was chosen to play at his funeral which like made sense because it was a song and my grandmother told me that the reason that she picked him, I guess, when like all of the men were courting her and her, like when she was 18 or whatever, to get married, he would stand outside her window with guitar and like serenade her with shoros and samba songs. And this was like the one that he would sing. And that's why she picked him. She was like, he wasn't the most beautiful one or the richest one, but like his music, like his serenading basically made her fall in love. And I think that's, so cinematic and just
0: beautiful. <laughs> I think it also speaks to, like, also to what, why Saudaji is such a prized emotion or, or fleeting feeling. It's like, it's so warm. It makes you, it makes you want to fall in love with somebody. Even when the songs are about falling out of love with of, of somebody, like, it makes you feel that, that closeness. And yeah, so it has to be the go-to genre for, for 1920s game. You know, back in the days when we had to sing.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> that was- when
0: we had to get out in the rain.
1: Well, Tayo, you just were talking about like falling out of love and how Saldaji also represents that. And I think that's a good transition into our next song called Pichidu du Amour by Louise Bonfa. And this is a song that, yes, oh my God, this song is the only correct reaction to it. It's such a good song
2: it makes me break it breaks my heart every time I hear it in the best
1: way it's beautiful it will melt your heart and put it back together um I'm gonna let it speak for itself and then we'll reconvene okay group okay class that sounds
2: wonderful
3: perdido de amor perdido estou. Amar seu olhar, seus uh. lábios Oh my god,
1: So I absolutely love that song. And for many reasons, I think it evokes so much emotion and it goes to like a really deep place and like personal place and something that Kalina, you once said to me, and I want to bring this up um, because it's very apparent to me in the song is because every time that I listen to this song, like I think about landscapes so much. I just think so much about like Brazil and like, I feel saudade in like, a place and um nature and you said to me you were like well when you miss something or you miss a time like a place is always going to come up because it's going to be tied to it um and I feel like that song really I don't know it, it makes me nostalgic for something I've never lived to do you know what I mean like this big grand love that I like haven't had so I'm like oh my god like it's so deep um but yeah, I mean that's what I have to say on that. Um Tayo, please share.
0: I think that's what I think that's what the best music does though, right? Like the best music makes you feel something that if you like to, if you were rational, you'd be like, I have no right to feel that way. Taylor Swift's our song, for example. You know, I'm not white nor blonde haired nor have a crush and or play the guitar all that well. But our song is the slam of a screen door. My love's never been that. <laughs> I lived in the suburbs, but I felt it. You know, there was. There's a big. There's like one of those. Um, one of those words that people don't. One of those rare words. I keep coming to Saunder, but saunders isn't isn't exactly the feeling that we're talking about. But there is a very there is a very special com- complex emotion of feeling something you don't really know about but then it makes you remember that like we're all kind of the same like we all feel the same things uh and i think that's like the magic of music and when i think about especially with this song that we just heard something that really came to my mind was how i enjoy how i enjoy music or like what what truly good music can do to you sometimes and i think about when you listen to foreign language music if, if you're some person who, who like listens to, to music in other languages, like I listen to, to, to Korean RB, K-pop, Bossa Nova, um, Afrobeats, you know, there are all these different languages. And when you don't speak them, you kind of remember, without being too pretentious, that language complicates emotion. And that's the only part of a song that you really like. So when you listen to a song in a language you don't know, and they're really singing that shit, you, it hits in a different way because you really feel that raw emotion. You feel what they really, what they really wanted to tell you was the was to make you feel that 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 um saudaji is to make you feel that heart, that love, that that emotion, and then also the disappearance of that emotion sometimes, which is what I kind of feel with this particular song. Right? It like it feels so wistful yet for alone melancholic as, as kind of like the the definition we said at the top of the show. Uh, and it just made me realize in general how much I, how I love the music can do that.
2: I feel like it definitely, like, as you said, it, it also shows the mastery of songwriting and like composition when you don't understand the words, you're like, this is literally a language that's being communicated to me through melody, through rhythm, through harmony, all that good stuff, which is its own, Incredible, beautiful language, and then when you add lyrics on top of it, it's like it just knocks it out of the park. But on the topic of mastery, like Luiz Bonfa is, I think, one of the best, you know, most prolific Brazilian guitarists, Bossa Nova guitarists. I think Jean jubet was probably number one, but he also created the style. Luis Bonfa, in terms of when he was composing, when he was playing, was like a little bit more old school, I would say, like he was on the scene a little bit earlier. Um, and we're going to link a really awesome Smithsonian Folkways resource, um, because this was recorded, um, well, re-released through the Smithsonian Folkways recordings, which is a really cool, like, program, if you guys don't know about it, it basically remasters, um, kind of, like, lost, forgotten albums, um, and then also modern music, but it's all about, like, the, I guess, anthropology, ethnomusicology of music and revi- revitalizing all of that. So this is on a 1959 album, I think it's called Solo in Rio, if I'm not mistaken, yes, yeah, Solo in Rio, 1959, and it has just, like, I don't know how many, but they're all incredible, like, solo guitar uh, compositions and recordings, and they go everything from, like, night and day jazz recording to this song, Pejibujiamo, Dij- to different, like, brazilian style um pieces so you guys should definitely give it a listen every single track on this album is worth a listen and it just his mastery his improvisation his technique his voice it's it's everything um and Blois bonfa is also one of the most like prolific uh composers in brazilian music because he wrote the theme to black orpheus um, again, if y'all don't know Black Orpheus, I think it's on YouTube for free. It's not subtitled, but you don't really need to know the words. It's uh, a foreign language film, it's a Brazilian film, and I have a friend who—it's actually French. It's French. Mm. It's a French film. It's a French film, but it takes place in Brazil. Yes, French. Oh yeah, johnny you can talk about oh, it because you're you're the film girl. But well, I will say something just about the the composers who met to record this—not um, to record—to compose for this movie were um, Antonio Carlos Jobim. Benicio de Moraes, and Luis Monfa wrote the Black Orpheus, the main theme, but they wrote like the whole, uh, you know, soundtrack essentially to the movie, and they are the kind of marriage of Bossa Nova. These two composers wrote, I don't know how many songs together, but most Brazilian Bossa Nova tunes that became jazz standards, like... The one we're going to play next, Chega de Saudade, The Girl from Ipanema, Corcovado. Hey, like the these, Girl from Ipanema. Yeah, like that, the number one, the one we all know. If you're under a rock, you know the song. Like <laughs> If that's the only Brazilian song you know, it's The Girl from Ipanema. Mm-hmm. But these two guys, Vanessa Moraes was a lyricist. Antonio Carlos Jobim was the composer. Um, they wrote these uh, this album together for uh, the, the film. And from then on, they became a marriage. And it's really cool. Um, there's this bar in Ipanema called the Girl, of the And there's like photos of them because I think that's where they would like, either where they met or where they would compose. So it's like this little bar. Vinicius Moraes was like maybe 30, 40 years older than Xobing. And they're just like this really adorable pair. Um, so definitely check them out. Check out their whole um, album's incredible but Chega de Saudade is the first ever recorded bossa nova song um you know supposed
3: to be known as that so hope you guys are into it because it's really special Sem ela não há paz, não há beleza É só tristeza e a melancolia Que não sai de mim, não sai de mim, não sai Mas se ela voltar, se ela voltar Que coisa linda, que coisa louca Pois há menos peixinhos a nadar no mar que os beijinhos que eu darei na sua boca dentro dos meus braços Abraços De ser milhões de abraços Apertado assim Colado assim Calado assim Abraços e beijinhos E carinhos sem ter fim Que é pra acabar com esse negócio De viver longe de mim Vai minha tristeza e diz aé Pode ser Diz-lhe numa prece Que ela regresse Porque eu não posso mais sofrer Chega de saudade A realidade é que Sem ela não há paz Não há beleza É só Wow, I love this song, Um,
2: it just brings me back to Rio, if you guys have ever been to Rio de Janeiro, it's a beautiful city, it's just magical because there's like the mountains in the back, there's the ocean, there's the rhythm, there's the people, there's the caipirinhas, there's just this energy of like good vibes, Um, and Chego de Salvaggi basically means no more saudaji. the english translation is no more blues but blues and saudade even though they're similar they're just different energies like saudaji gives me this like kind of like carefree like bittersweet but ocean breeze kind of energy and that's that. what this song yeah i don't know if that like made sense but that's what the song evokes for me and in uh, a really, like, little music theory moment. Um, I think it's like the C section of the song. It's the part where they modulate to the major. The lyrics literally change um, because the first part of the song is like, basically it's a breakup song. It's like, I miss my relationship and miss this person, but I'm like over feeling this way, but in like the most upbeat and happy kind of way, even though it's the minor. And then it changes to the major and it's like, but if she comes back, all of this good stuff will happen. So it's a cool way that like, the lyrics uh, relate to the uh, melody and harmony of the song. Um, and something also to be said about Bossa Nova is the rhythm, which here, I think, is kind of stripped down. You have that more jazz-influenced instrumentation, I would say. But there's still this like core, uh, I would say, more African-derived rhythm. For me, I hear it in that
0: and I yeah, and I I would I would agree with you, and I he, I heard that all throughout um, this track, and I think that's one of the reasons why I took so easily to to Bossa Nova, especially as some person who is Nigerian and grew up listening to to African diasporic music. I think the biggest takeaway. I always took from Bossa Nova was, wow, it's crazy to see another set of brown people also caring about drums and also caring about like cadences and just like beats, I guess. Uh, and I think I think there's also something to be said that like black music just tends to follow that in general. I wonder, oh, I guess I, I wonder what that says about humans or I guess maybe says about black people that we we, we have to find the beat in everything. Because to go back to your your music theory point, uh, I noticed the, the modulation to the major key. And I also thought about how since a lot of bossa nova, I'm so sorry if you guys don't understand music theory, but I'm going to use color. So don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> use a lot of major, major sevens and nights uh, that like create just like the super duper lush feeling. It like, it takes like the blue, right. Of the English translation of the song and changes it more into like velvet blue, like sapphire. Like
2: teal. Yeah, like you
0: know, marine. like something that shines. Ocean, yeah, blue. you know, some like light that's flowing it's away the in ocean. the way that the major modulates to, to to the major. The color floats away into happiness. Uh, and that's just that super dope.
2: Yes, that is on on par. <laughs> and to um talk about you know that more rhythmic nuance to this, like you know we were talking about how there's like these Afro beats kind of in the song. Our next song, um. Called Avorada by Cartola is way more of a direct nod um, to the original Samba, I would say. Like, Bossa Nova comes from Samba, comes from Shodu, comes from jazz. Like, it's very influenced by American um, sound. But Samba, and especially this next um, composer, Cartola, and his discography, uh, is way more like the hood of Brazil, I would say, in like the best possible way. It's like you. Yeah, like the mohu. So the mohu is means the hill and in Rio specifically but Sao Paulo too um the poorest people, the blackest people, which is unfortunate that's always the case, but same way it is in the US, it's in Brazil. They always lived on top of the hill, which is funny because they had the best view, and of the whole city. And in the movie Black Orpheus, you can kind of see what I'm talking about. It's like there's the downtown, um, and then there's like the underground. The the streets, the streets. Okay, African. they're descendants of, descendants of slaves. Um, they're usually living on the top of the hill, like the working class people. And the music and the beats and the food and the vibes are impeccable. They still are. Um, and this uh, composer's name is cartola he has a really cool story so he i mean his songwriting is just it's one of a kind like there's no one like him his voice is very unique you'll hear exactly what i mean but um my old guitar teacher who's actually a guitarist um musician living in rio told me this anecdote about cartola that he was rediscovered in his like 60s or 70s like he like fell off the music scene and was working as as a window washer in Rio like washing people's cars and someone recognized him and was like wait aren't you wait aren't you Cartola and he's like yeah so what and he's like what are you doing like working here like you need to be like on stage you need to be performing and that's when he recorded his album so on his album photo you're gonna see this old ass man this wrinkly ass man and you're gonna think oh he had all of these albums out before no like he, the albums that he recorded the one we're gonna play was when he was older when he was rediscovered and he is till today known as one of the most well-known foundational uh bossa nova, not bossa nova, sorry samba samba composers which then influenced bossa nova and alvorada the name of the song is a neighborhood in rio and there's actually a bus that um when they were in like ipanema that area they'll say alvorada which I always like, huh, that's cool. And if you guys have seen the movie City of God, this song plays in it, and that's where I discovered it. And it's also an incredible movie. Um, y'all should check it out. But, Joanna, do you have anything you want to add to my ramble about Cartola? No, that was fantastic. <laughs> He's a G. He's a G. He- He's a G <laughs> <laughs> He also plays a seven string guitar, which is a very specific, uh, it's just, I don't know if they have that here, but it's like a bossa nova, like regular guitar, but it adds a bass. So when he's soloing, he's like also playing the bass at the same time. And it's crazy. It's wild.
0: No, <laughs> yes. he sounds like, I like this guy. I'm not going to lie. I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> this sound like, this sound like my type. Like, oh. Uh... <laughs> It'd be the, it be the samba exactly people I what swear it is. guitars <laughs> listen that's why and that's why uh, like ultimately I want to learn how to uh, play the guitar uh because you see people do shit like that and you're like wow y'all moving a lot of strings over there and like it's just they're like do like keeping keeping rhythms in your head and like you can't even walk and chew gum at the same time uh but it's always the, it's always the samba people that do that right crazy um so yeah like I I think the people should hear the song. So this is say say the song title again.
2: By Cartola from the album Hayes is December.
3: Alvorada, lá no morro, que beleza, ninguém chora, não há tristeza, ninguém sente de sabor. O sol colorido é tão lindo, é tão lindo, e a natureza sorrindo, tingindo, enchindo, te enchindo. Alvorada, lá no morro, que beleza, ninguém chora, não há tristeza, ninguém sente de sabor
0: really fun fact just really quick before you guys talk about the the track that little boom 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 i i might be killing the the rhythm but that really cool boo-boo, percussive sound boo-boo. is like that one boom boom yeah exactly how am I the African guy here and I have no rhythm? All right. Uh, but that's called a talking drum. Um, it's a, we're, We'll maybe have a, a link to it either on our Instagram at MixMag uh, somewhere. It's a really cool looking percussive instrument that is used in a lot of Nigerian and West African music as well. And it's one of my, my favorite sounds. I have one because uh, my family used to play a lot at parties. And I just thought you guys should know that.
1: So we're now going to go into a bit more contemporary music and highlight some contemporary artists. But we're going to start out with something that is a bit of a crossover between this more classic samba, shorin, nubasa nova, all of that and bringing it into a more contemporary context. So I would like to introduce to you one of my favorite vocalists of this time, Zé Ibarra. This guy can sing. Who he can sing he can play the accordion he can write a song he can play the guitar like he is incredible i'm not kidding shout out to um, those
0: polka uh inspiration shout, shout out yeah, to yeah literally the polka shout out to those polka origins.
2: straight up it's the accordion is strong in brazil like it's everywhere
1: yeah well the next song i'm gonna talk about literally plays the accordion so we're all, literally all have the same mind um but Zé he's great. I think he has a band called Donica that's fantastic. He has a lot of great songs. He sings with um, Caetano Veloso and Gal Costa, who are like really famous and just like icons in Brazilian music. And he's just great. He's like a young guy who just really has good energy. And this album is based off of compositions by Adonira Barbosa. And he was a composer born in... I think the 1910s, he's been around for a while. Um, he has a lot of different songs, um, a, a prominent one of Samba G. Eh, eh I think. Um, and it's really fun and great. But this album was com, um, recorded over quarantine in this past year with a bunch of contemporary Brazilian singers um, doing doing versions of the songs um, of his compositions. So here is Zé ibada singing A Escola,"
3: which means the school. Escola no bairro do Pari eu frequentei quando era menino. His voice, like, really makes me. Ficava brincando no recreio até que ouvia ao longe o sino de manhã cedo e contente de calça, camisa
1: e pé. So that was I, Scala, sung by Zé Bada, written by Adoniran Barbosa. And a few things about this song. So it is about someone looking back on their school days. And my mom was actually talking to me about this because I played the song for her. I was like, bro, listen to this. It's beautiful. Um, and she was like, yeah, this is like the songs that we would sing in school. So these song, this song is also the melody of it. like." that's like the songs that people would sing back in the day because they like didn't have they didn't know what other songs people were listening to so like it was like the seven-year-olds like that's what they were singing in school so it has that saudade of that specific time period of looking back into your childhood and like the singer is feeling that but also you're feeling that and you're you're getting that like taste of culture um and something else I love about this song is how it was constructed. So I listened to I listened to a podcast of this Zayvada talking about how he recorded this, and I thought it was a pretty cool process and how each um, instrument added was gave so much of a little bit story, little bit of a story. So he recorded this in two takes, just him and the guitar. He was like, I wanted it to be you know, how people would sing back in the day and record things, just me with the guitar, two takes, that's all we needed. And something I love about his voice, and we were talking about this briefly, um, when we were listening to it was how he is that, I guess, not reincarnation, but he has that same value and quality, like vocal quality that these kind of OGs in Bossa Nova, like João Gilberto, João all had like that just really innocent, pure voice. He carries that now, you know? And I think he's a very amazing singer right now because he just really, he has that. And I think it's beautiful. And so something else that I love about this song is how they, it was a very big collaboration with people like all over because it was, you know, done remotely. So there was a guy in Portugal who did another layer of the guitar and my favorite part is how they added this the accordion over it to give it yes. like this little french attitude he said like we wanted it to give some french vibes
0: yeah it turns it into ratatouille like so fast
1: yeah mm-hmm. and i and that's something that i think also like french music has a lot of melancholy and a lot of nostalgia to it so i think mending saudade and this frenchness i love that you know, it worked really well and he said that the trombone and the trumpet were to signify like little kids playing around you know like how it just comes in and out of it so all of like yeah no it's it was a great composition like it's a great i think also interpretation of the song like Mm -hmm, now because this song has clearly been around for a very long time and yeah Any anyone have anything to say i got so excited
2: I mean the fact it was like recorded during quarantine, I didn't know that, and it gives it a different layer of like Saldaji for uh, before COVID times. Like I feel like yeah. he, I feel his energy of like creativity, and it's interesting that he chose to make an album, um, honoring this you know back in the day composer when like what what the hell was twenty twenty? You know I feel like a lot of people were looking back last year and now and like honoring especially like the 1920s i'm feeling a lot a huge connection between art right now and looking back on that time period and seeing like where we are now aesthetically so different in music and other things but also culturally there is like this uh there's this like juxtaposition and there's definitely this connection between the time periods um yeah
1: so while we're in this wave of contemporary Brazilian artists, I think looking at Saudade, I want to see how Saudade is reflected in current music. And I think Zé Ibarra really embodies that. He has an amazing song called Ita Monchi that I will put in the
2: playlist. It's so beautiful. I love that song. <laughs> and I spent a whole, that was one of the things like, I know everyone went through a different hobby like during the thick of quarantine like before june like march to june i think 2020 and he recorded um him playing itamochi on the guitar on instagram and i literally sat like and he recorded like his hands like he like made a video of him playing on his hands and i literally sat obsessively watching his hands like to figure out how to play it and i figured it out and of course i forgot how to play it but it's a beautiful song <laughs> it was really dope i was obsessed um
0: Way B, wait, both of you guys be honest, did you guys go through the, the, the bread-making phase?
2: Uh, banana bread, but not, like, I didn't get to the uh, sourdough. <laughs> I mean, banana okay, bread that's... Like, is pretty easy to do, but I did a lot of banana bread. Like, I made a lot yep. <laughs> <of banana bread. laughs> Like, every time my bananas were getting, like, a little brown, I'm yep. like, banana bread time. Facts. I did make cream cheese frosting, so that's, I would say. That's useful. Which is pretty easy like. to make, though. It's, like, sugar, vanilla, um extract cream cheese like not that many
0: ingredients but yeah that's fair <laughs> i just i feel like i'm never i'm i'm that's never cool. gonna let y'all live that one down because i only because my entire my entire family like while i was away like got into it and then my group chat was just flooded with we're bread. making bread again Fantastic. come get yeah. some bread <laughs> and the bread looks so <laughs> and they weren't even good at making the bread Damn. Uh, but then just just yeah you know, i mean yo shout out to <laughs>
2: You just roasted their bread-making skills,
0: I did. Thank God they don't listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> but also, make better bread. Way to roast your family. So, all
2: right. Um, Digression. <laughs> um. Oh, my God.
1: Back on the podcast back on it we'll get back to the song we're we're in our lat. we're in the home stretch we have two more songs for you guys um and i just wanted to play this song because i think it has a very it plays with a few different genres and plays around with saudade it's called quando bachi aquela saudade which means when that saudade hits you know like not when the edible hits it's when that saudade hits <laughs> and i like this song because it's fun. It has a little bluegrassiness. I also think it has the accordion too. Um, so I I didn't even put those two together. Of course, of course it, does. it
2: does. Of course.
0: Um, no, but I, I do, I do, this song did stick out to me because of that blue bluegrass, um, uh, like inspiration or like vibe to it. Because then I started thinking like, oh, wow. Yeah. Especially when we talk about, how genres move forward and how contemporary like contemporary ex genre sounds different than mm-hmm. original X genre uh and it's usually just a mixing of another genre and this idea that you know what when, when you think about it especially talking about the feeling of saudaji, uh I feel like yeah. every culture has a has, tries to get a genre that tries to go for it um and for the people that listen to western music and americana uh that that's country right that's hill that's that that's um I don't want to call it blues. Yeah. Because blues is like, blues was an attempt, but that's on black culture. Uh, but yeah, bluegrass, I guess, is really what it was. Folk music is, is it tries to capture a certain type of vibe. Uh, and to see them basically piled on top of each other, Um, my emotions weren't ready.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to set the scene. I'm going to set the scene and then we're going to listen to it as a collective group. I like how everyone listening to this podcast is now my classroom. So everyone close <laughs> your eyes. We are driving through the mountains. You are in a car, whichever car makes you feel emotions. Your wind is blowing through your hair. The handkerchief just left. And now you're thinking about your past lover. When that saudade hits.
2: I'm going to say that this song reminds me of driving through any type of mountain range. Like, it reminds me yeah. of, like, from Rio to Minas, like, that energy, but it also reminds me of, like, driving up, like, in New York State, like... Through New England to Maine, like that energy. Yeah, like, just like and I haven't been to California, but if I had, it would remind me of California, <laughs> like Big Sur. Like that's what it reminds me of.
1: Back on this, back on this. Wait, so you guys had something to say, so I'm gonna let you guys. Do you want to bring um, it I made
0: in? Made the note
1: and talk about I made the note. Oh, weren't you just talking? Wait, about... Wait,
0: no, don't worry. I made a note. And... And... What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, uh, I'll 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 start then. Um this music, like this song gave very big walking alone in like a giant wide expansive mountain range or like walking path that's or driving da- or like you know driving down like a really mountainous area but being unfamiliar with that area be- yet being unfamiliar with that area while also understanding how familiar a site that is in the same way that like every sort of like, road trip has like that straight lane of a uh, of a fast food places and you could see a picture of it they could like make one and you'd be like that doesn't exist but i know that place like i've seen that place before not like that but i've seen the place before and i think wow am i just i, I am inadvertently also now um describing um so wow i'm about to butcher the name so, Saudade. Saudade? Saudade, yeah. I'm inexplicable. Say
2: it with me, Tayo. Saudade. Saudade. Saudade.
0: G. G. Saudade.
2: Yes. So Brazilian Portuguese, it does not look like how it's written now. It's like it's very the alphabet the sounds are just different than like spanish and english and like most so the d is a g sound sometimes it's a mess but so (laughs) G. it's It's
1: unique something about the the brazilian language that i would love to speak on and then we can kind of talk about the lyrics a bit um is just how like melodic of a language it is um and if you know if you speak Portuguese or if you understand like the lyrics of the, of the songs that we have been playing are just like so beautiful and it's poetry. really hard. I mean, yeah, it's poetry. It, it's, and it's also like the way that people speak to each other day to day is so like melodic and so sung. And it's, that's something that's also a very big part of the culture. I, I believe. Um, and I love that. I think that's so beautiful. And then it makes sense how well, how easy it just like mends into the mood of the, um, of the music and elevates it so much because if it already has, as like Tayo mentioned before, it invokes that feeling just with the music itself, then the lyrics literally bump it up to like 5,000. Um, yeah. And I mean, you do you want to talk about a bit of the lyrics?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like the feeling that Tayo said it was evoking, like I felt the same kind of like, I see a mountain range open up and I'm in like a convertible and Uh, specifically my fiance's convertible because it just gives me the most happy vibes but it reminds me of like the mountains in Portugal the mountains of Costa Rica the mountains in Brazil the mountains in New Hampshire like just mountains for some reason and I think it's because it's like this uncharted territory the song reminds me of and specifically the lyrics especially the beginning of the song is remembering this person's lover so he's like remembering her eyes remembering her lips remembering like being naked next to each other like this is whole like trip down memory lane and then it kind of transitioned to this like well what comes after that like what comes after like when that sadaji hits like what's the next frontier like does that person come back in your life or do you kind of move on and that's what this feeling if you didn't know the lyrics i think the feeling evokes that but then when you do know the context of the lyrics it's definitely like everyone can relate to that like post-breakup, you're hoping you get back together energy and you're still kind of holding on. But at the same time, you know that there's no going back to what it once was. Even if you do get back together, it's like it'll always be a moment in time that you're going to miss. You're going to miss that version of that person and you're going to miss the version of who you
0: were when you were with them. That was beautiful. Wow. Yeah, that part. part.
1: (laughs) I feel like that is also just such a great example of how like saudade is so timeless because the feeling is so timeless and like everyone can understand it and um all like music that is you know representative of, of saudade as we've shown even in now like this song came out in 2015 and the singer's name is hubo he's like a 30 year old brazilian guy um but it came out in 2015 and it, it carries that timelessness it gives like i could see this in a period piece but i could also see this like i mean in 2015, when I'm just like walking to the mountains, yeah, it's you know? a it's it's and a forever vibe. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a forever vibe. Thanks. It's Brazilian music. It's forever it is. Vibe.
2: Um Do you have anything else to say about the song? Um, anyway. dang, I just want to say that did. I feel like the instrumentation, the bluegrass, you know, illusions. It it really also just is so transcend transcendental. I guess to genre. Like, this song could have English lyrics, and it would make sense. It could have maybe French lyrics, and it could make sense. There is something uniquely Brazilian about it, I think. But at the same time, I think this contemporary aspect of it makes it feel like it transcends, like, borders for me.
0: It does. It does kind of, like, my favorite thing that music can do, which is... um it's honestly kind of ironic as a person who likes to talk critically about music a lot. I like when music reminds us that it doesn't want to be put into a box. It doesn't want like music by the way, like to make the best music, you are supposed to not want to have to fit into you're not to you you don't want to be confined by genre because then you remember like yo you can just these are all just sounds they're all just melodies the things that like we bring it's actually putting your your soul and your mind from all from everything that you're consuming together to show that all these sounds work together in in harmony uh because I think what we're all kind of itching at is that like yeah this could this could be in any language because of the context I associate the guitars with. Along with the context I associate the the accordions with, and the beautiful thing is like this artist saw both of those and said, "No, yeah, they're they're work together. We're, they're it's all it's all one one musical um, landscape, which is kind of reminds me of mm-hmm. Leanne, exactly, which reminds me of Leanne Lahava's." can't fight uh i don't Ooh, if yeah. if you like it and i keep hearing it again in my head too and i'm like would i call that kind of a, a blue a very contemporary bluegrass riff that it's based on maybe not but it's definitely a very catchy guitar part that she says in this uh recent episode um on a podcast called song exploder where they kind of go through a a musician's song like how they made it from start to finish she said like yeah i this was something very different than what i usually write it sounded more pop or country and she actually didn't know how to how to reconcile it but she just kept playing it over she couldn't stop playing the riff over and over and over again because it just it spoke to her in a way she couldn't describe until she met up with this producer and like found the feeling that she wanted which was the exact feeling of this song of wanting to the song is about literally um a similar sort of instance of wanting to break away from a person but knowing Mm -hmm. they'll always have like a part of you that they are (laughs) you are inextricably inextricably linked to this person forever because of the bond that you guys kind of share.
1: So here we are everyone. I hope that you have been enjoying learning and discovering saudade and Brazilian music. Um, just a reminder, if you want to listen to all the stuff that we have played, we have made we made you a mixtape. We made you a playlist. It's on Spotify. Link in bio or whatever text is underneath whatever. <laughs> more this is on it's there and there's even more than just what we played so go and explore and you know have some saudade we're gonna play one more song to play you out don't worry but a little bit of housekeeping before thank you for you know thank you for joining us thank you carolina
2: for joining thanks for us. having our me wonderful yeah our wonderful mix mag editor yeah, I had so much fun. And I just love, you know, as the co-founder of MixMag, I love seeing all the stuff that we're doing and especially the ways that we are engaging with multicultural art and dialogue and just the intersection of all that.
0: And as always, you guys can follow us. We would love to talk to you guys about your song recommendations, what songs you guys like from the playlist, what would you add to it? So please talk to us over at, at MixMag on Instagram as well as Twitter. Follow us, um, and we would love to to talk to you and keep with the conversation. Carolina, what's your what's your e- email? What's your <laughs> what's your Instagram?
2: <laughs> what's my Instagram? My IG is Caro C A R O. Will be Caro because I just won't change for anyone. Okay, so that is my Instagram. <laughs> caro so will be Caro. Um, that's
1: beautiful. Want to give us your social security <laughs> while you're at it. I'm kidding.
2: I'm kidding. <laughs> it's one zero. I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. I love talking to you guys. I love listen like having you guys listen to us. Um, you know the whole deal, whole shebang.
2: Shoot, Shoot the, the shit.
1: shit. You know how it is. Talk music, talk vibes. Um, so I'll leave you with this. This is Saudaji. Haha, that's the name of the song. Who would have guessed? By Ana Frango Eléctrico. So enjoy, enjoy.
0: Roll credits. <laughs>